Welcome to the first episode of the Having a Merry Heart podcast with Joanna Weaver. Today my guest is Trisha Goyer. Trisha has written over 50 books. She's a wife and mother of 10 kids. And today she's going to be sharing some tips on cultivating a quiet heart in the middle of a crazy busy life. I'm so excited to be here with my dear friend, Trisha Goyer. I'm excited to be here with you, too. Oh, you guys. When I um, thought I wanted to restart the podcast that I did years and years ago and kind of give it a fresh face, um, and I was thinking, oh, I would love to interview Trisha. And so I thought, well, we'll do it Skype or, right. you know, online. But then I found out you were just in the neighborhood. I drove 2,000 miles just to come see you. No, <laughs> oh. But while I'm here, it's awesome. So we can connect. And I, I, every time I come into the valley, okay, here's the story, you guys. We both used to live in the Flathead Valley, mm-hmm. Kalispell area of Northwest Montana. Um, I moved or did you move first? You moved first. Oh, yeah. I moved and then she decided... There was no reason to even stay in Montana with that. There, was, there wasn't a reason. I, yes, you're too far away. I needed new friends. So so she, you and your husband took off for Little Rock, Arkansas. Yes. And every time I come into the valley, I text you, I miss you. I wish I, I could come over for coffee. So guess we what? We have our coffee. We have our okay. coffee. And we're at this beautiful, beautiful location um, at, at a golf course. Yeah. That's what that was, just going by. And, but, you know... One of the things um, is just this whole new podcast about uh, kind of playing off of the whole idea of having a merry heart. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking at the different topics I wanted to talk about. And one of them was, you know, how do we find room? How do we have a merry heart in the midst of a crazy, busy life? Yeah. And you thought of me. When you I thought Crazy, busy life. I did. I did. <laughs> I did. Well, and... First of all, you are like the most amazing woman I've ever met. When I when I met you, you had three small kids. You were homeschooling them, and yet you were pursuing writing. And Trisha really was my my welcome in and helped me. You're my dearest writing friend, and taught me the ropes. But then you know what? You keep saying yes to Jesus in some amazing ways. Mm beautiful, beautiful ways. And, and interestingly, saying yes to Jesus doesn't necessarily make life easier. Not at all. <laughs> no, so, yeah. no. Sometimes saying yes actually means that it, it gets busier mm-hmm. and, and our resources are stretched even farther than we think we can go. And so right. give them a little glimpse of what your life is like right now. Well, in the last, we moved to Arkansas in 2010. And then in the last five years, we've adopted seven kids. So don't choke on your coffee. You know this already. I do, but still. So how Just many kids in total? In. So we have 10. 10, ten kids. kids. Yeah. Yes. And interestingly, the, 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 her own three are already pretty much grown. Yeah, and so gone. Corey's 27 and he's married with two kids. Leslie's <gasps> 24, married and living in the Czech Republic. Awesome. She's a missionary and teaching English. And then Nathan's 22 and still at home. Awesome. And then now we have adopted more kids. So mm-hmm. uh, Maria is 16. Jordan and Lauren are twins and they're 13. Florentine is 11. Wow. Bella just turned nine. Oh. Alyssa is six and Casey's five. Wow. And so, are you still homeschooling? We are homeschooling. <laughs> and how many books are you under contract right now to write? I think three more. <laughs> so. I really try not to feel insignificant. <laughs> It's only God. Which one are you talking about? Exactly. And it really is only God. And, um, 
And that's what I love about you because even though you keep saying yes and life keeps getting big, and sometimes let, let's be honest, I'm like, Trish, you need to do less. And God says, no, 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 you get out of the way, Joanna. She's mm-hmm. exactly where I want her. But the thing I love about you, and, and I, I know you'd be the first person to say, I don't do it perfectly, mm-hmm. but I, I see you making choices to put Jesus first in your life. And so um, I, I asked you, I said, hey, put down some things. Give us some talking points. How can we have a merry heart or a quiet heart in the midst of a crazy, busy life? Because really a merry heart, I'm learning, is it's a heart that really is so centered in the Lord that, that he's the strength, he's the hope, he's the joy, he's the peace. And so um, I'd love to have you just you know, outline these points and just kind of then flesh them out a little bit. Absolutely. Well, I think the first thing is just making time for God in the day. Yeah. And I mean, I need to have peace. Have yeah. All these kids at home because my grandma lives at us. With right. Us too. Right. So we have eight kids in the house, my husband and my grandma wow. all there. And I just need to find peace in the day and I need yeah. the Prince of Peace. And um, I have to admit, I mean, before I'd have like hour long quiet times and, <laughs> you know, I just love that. I mean, I just love God's word yeah. and journaling and writing, but now about every other day, if I could yeah. get 30 minutes, yeah. I mean, honestly, there's not every day that yeah. I can get up. Maybe we have an issue with the kid or we have to be to an early appointment. Um, right. So maybe it's like every other day now. And at first I'm like, I feel so guilty because I'm not spending time mm-hmm. with God, but then finding him in other parts of the yes. day, um, praying when I'm folding laundry, yes. you know, sometimes yes. or praying when I first wake up, um, in when I, before I even get out of bed yeah. and just pray for all my kids and pray for whatever issues we had the day before and pray that right. I will leave those in the previous yes. day and step forward. I'm um, having worship music mm. on all the time. Yeah. Um, listening to Christian podcasts or Christian right. books on tapes. I mean, I love, there's some great, great material out there that just gets my mind focused. Another thing I do is, um, when I'm getting ready in the morning, I use you version oh, yeah. and do the, have the Bible yes. read to me. And so Whatever their verse of the day is, I'll click on it and just the whole chapter. Usually I get through two chapters mm. in the morning. It seems like God's just speaking to me, whatever is there. So it's not that whole hour, hour and a half right. of quiet time that right. I had before. But there's moments in the day like, I need God so bad yeah. right now. And just taking that time of finding that Prince of Peace. And I really think those years that I had that yeah. ritual kind of built me up. Yep. yep. Um, and so now I could do the sprints and you know, yeah. get through those little times where I just have two minutes to pray. Um, and so really that makes a huge difference. So I'd love to have you just quickly just unpack, you know, a lot of us think, well, when the kids are grown, mm-hmm. I'll have my quiet time. Mm-hmm. I'll learn how to spend time with Jesus. But, but, and I found this true, the older the kids get, sometimes the busier life grows. Right. And so what would you say to that young mom who's like, I, I know I need to spend some time with the Lord, but how do I find time? Absolutely. Well, I think we always find time for things we really want. Yeah. Whether it's a TV show or coffee with friends right. or Facebook or right. all these things that we really enjoy, we find time for. And for me, when I was a young mom, I wanted to be a writer. Yeah. And so that was my dream. I wanted to have a book published. And so I started getting up early. I'd like set my alarm mm-hmm. for six o'clock in the morning so I could wake up and get that writing time right. in before the kids woke up. And what, after about a week, I'm like, I am making time for this, but I'm not making time for God. I'm right. not making time to read my Bible and pray. I say I want to do that more, 
but I'm just coming mm-hmm. up with excuses. Mm-hmm. And so really I switched that out. Instead of writing in the morning, I started just yeah. getting up and getting my coffee and reading my Bible and praying and journaling. And it's just made such a huge difference yeah. in my heart, in my attitude. Right. God showed me things he wanted to work on in my life. And it really just changed who I was. I think I read through the Bible six times in six years. Wow. It's just like every a little bit every day yes. makes a huge difference. Yes. And it became where I just needed that so much. And I could tell. My kids yeah. could tell when I didn't have time exactly. with God. Exactly. So. so number one, make room for Jesus. Yes. If we want to have a quiet heart, if we want to have a merry heart, we got to make room for him. What would the second point be? Really checking my mind and my heart and mm. just doing a heart and mind check. Um, you know, we... Of course, with the older three kids, um, they know when mom's cranky or what something's <laughs> going on in my mind or right. when I'm dealing with stuff in my heart and they just know like to stay away. <laughs> yes. But with these kids, the seven kids that we've adopted, um, most of them have come from trauma right. and abuse. And so anytime I'm cranky, it was just, uh, it's kind of a trigger for them. And yeah. so like before when a mom was cranky, it led to abuse or yeah. neglect. Wow. And so anytime they would sense something in me they just were oversensitive and then they would just have all these blow-ups and all these so I learned I need to check my mind and heart before the day starts before I start interacting with my kids otherwise if I had a bad attitude Mm -hmm. it would spiral and pretty soon you have seven people screaming (laughs) in the house so really just laying in bed you know even before I get up what's on my heart yeah. Am I discouraged about something? Is something really mm-hmm. bothering me? Mm-hmm. Um, God, is there something you need to show me about right. my actions? Um, usually he showed me, like, I want comfort. I want peace. Yeah. And those are things that I have. And so, of course, I get tense because right. I don't have a quiet day. I have all these appointments <laughs> and I have all these kids. And there's my house is not yeah. comfortable because they have messes everywhere. And then just my mind and um, just really taking those thoughts that are negative yes. and giving them over yes. to God. And so, like, um, some of the kids we've adopted are easier. So my thoughts would be, she always causes trouble. She's just going to pick on her sibling. And so mm-hmm. I'd have these thoughts in my right. mind. So as soon as the girl gets yeah. wakes up, I'm already, like, tense, ready for it. Yeah. Ready for it. And so then I'm like, okay, God, this is how I'm feeling about this child right now. Yeah. Search my mind. Help me to give those thoughts to you. What do you see? What, right. Of course, he sees this wounded girl right. who just wants to be loved. And of yeah. course, when she walks in and sees me yeah. standoffish, then she's going to have... Right. So, you know, so then... You know what? That's such good advice for all of us as yeah. moms, because I do think we have these dynamics with our kids that um, that we've really... And God can change our heart towards yeah. it if we'll just stop and ask. Mm-hmm. I love that. So do a heart check. Do a spirit check. What would be the third point? You know... One thing that I realized, especially because we have older, have adult kids, mm-hmm. and then I have um, these teenagers and the little kids, right. I realized how quickly time passes. Yeah. And that I just need to work so diligently during these years we have to pass on my faith. Uh, and just um, when I know that I'm pouring into them what matters most, it mm-hmm. just quiets my heart, too. Yes. And so I've done a couple things with that. With the older kids, um, I started with Corey and now I'm on Leslie. I got a blank Bible on their birthday and it's a, like a note taker's Bible. So there's lots of space. And so when I'm doing my quiet time, so it's probably like every other day I try to like underline a scripture for them, write Mm. something that's meaningful to them and then writing a prayer to them. So I gave Corey his Bible last year and it was like, because I carried around all year, so the cover was like bent, <laughs> and the dog had chewed on one corner. But he, it like has meant so Aww. much to him. Um, and so now I'm working on Leslie's this Beautiful. year. Beautiful. And just 
stuff that like this is what God showed me in this scripture, yeah. and like kind of my memories because when you think about heirloom Bibles, right? Like, what do you want? Like, you, so of course you see yeah. underlined, but what did it mean to that person? Exactly. Why did they underline? Taking that? time, so taking time to like underline, and this is That's what it meant beautiful. to me. So, I'm doing that for the older kids, and right. eventually I'm going to go through all of them. So it'll take me it. ten years to go right. through all of it. Um, but then with the middles, um, just taking that time for Bible study, mm-hmm. and you know they. We're in a children's home that was Christian based, so they have some faith. But just what does the Bible mean? Right. And just um, we do sometimes we'll do video courses together, I and and sometimes we'll do books together. Mm-hmm. And because I homeschool, I do have the time. Right. And really, I feel like if they get an hour of Bible study and we only do ten minutes of math, it's okay. Right. You know what I mean? Right. We need this the in their lives, the priorities in their lives, and then the same with the little kids, teaching them to pray and pray mm-hmm. for others. Um, so just passing on my faith has been huge to me. And I just realized, you know, in eternity, um, that God's not going to say how, you know, what sports was your kids involved in or how did they do and 4-H or all these things, but they're going to say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into my kingdom. And so we really are preparing our kids for that moment in eternity where they stand before Christ. And I think so many times as parents, we get focused on so many other things and shuttling them around and we need to make sure they have all the right classes and all the right education and just having grown kids and Mm -hmm, having kids mm -hmm. that we've adopted. This is the most important thing. It's just passing on. Wow. I love it. My so head. those are awesome. I, I think it's so powerful to just realize that we have to be kind of intentional about mm-hmm. passing on our faith. It, you know, it, it is, it is taught, but it is caught most of all and seeing your, even your relationship with the Lord and lived out, I think is powerful. Um, what would the fourth be- thing be? Yeah, um, seeing my husband as my teammate. Yeah. And, and John and I have been married for 26 years uh-huh. and he's a great husband. We've had good times. We've had struggles in the midst of that. Right. But God had called us both to adoption. Right. I mean, and I think that's the only way it can be. He needs yeah. both people completely right. on board mm-hmm. because it's so, so difficult. Um, but he's just so much my teammate yeah. now because it's hard when we have eight children in the house. Right. And so every day in the morning, we go like, okay, where are you going to be? Who's going to be right. doing what? Do I, you know, does he need to give rides to the kids in the evening right. or whatever? And then during the lunchtime, he, thankfully he works at home. So we're able yeah, to kind of like reconnect. Yeah. But at bedtime, even stuff like I'm dealing with this child and I don't know what to yeah. do about this. Or did you notice this? I mean, all day long, we're talking about kids right. and we're talking about life. We're talking about what we want for our future. I mean, mm-hmm. we're just so, I think that out of desperation, we need right. to be on the same team. That's we need beautiful. to support each other. Um, we need to give grace to each other because we're both exhausted right. from all these kids. And so I think even though we've adopted all these kids and it's hard, I think we're closer than we Aww. ever have been just because we depend on each yeah. other so much. We can't and even handle it. I think it's so easy for the mo- for us as moms to, to fall into this trap that it's all up to me. And then mm-hmm. we're irritated. But we haven't really, number one, we haven't asked for help. Or number two, we won't let our husbands help. Yes. And so I love that. Look at, at your husband. Really see him as part of your team and that it's a team approach. It's not all up to you. Absolutely. So, that's great. And it does take so much of stress. I, I would say amen to that because there are times when I let stuff start stirring up in my soul. And if I can just take it to John and we can take it together to the Lord, mm-hmm. that just brings peace to my heart and often to the situation. Absolutely. Yeah. And sometimes he'll bring insight 
Or right. something I didn't even see. Or yes. a conversation that he heard that I didn't. Mm-hmm. That will give me clues of why one child was yeah. acting a certain way. Yeah. So just that teamwork really I makes a it. difference. I love it. What would be that, that last step of having a quiet, merry heart in the midst of a crazy, busy life? Well, you know, I think it's something that I should have done sooner, but really self-care. Yeah. And, um, you know, for years, I mean, mm-hmm. I would, because I was homeschooling my other kids and writing and, you know, worked with the pregnancy center. Right. You know, I wouldn't even shower till noon <laughs> and wouldn't have makeup on half the day. It right. was just like, and God has just shown me, like, if I need a nap, I need a nap. Right. Like, you know, right. if I'm exhausted, I'm not going to do anyone good yes. unless I nap. Yes. And I've started eating better. I hired a nutritionist to help me, you know, figure out what food allergies I have right. and what to avoid and what to eat. And that makes me feel better. Um, I went through my clothes and got rid of like 75% of my closet, just stuff that was right. frumpy and right. and got some new things that I liked and that yes. I feel that makes me feel good. Um, I make sure in the morning, get up and put makeup on and do my hair, which <laughs> seems like, you know, when you have all these kids and all this going yeah. on, that's not a priority. But when I feel better yeah. and I feel rested... And, you know, there's still times I'm exhausted. I mean, there's all these kids, but if I'm taking care of myself and dressing where I feel good and, you know, if I have to run and do an errand, I'm already dressed for the day. It's just, God has just shown me I need to do that. And just realizing that I'm not going to be perfect and giving myself Mm -hmm. grace. And that's part of self-care too. Big, big. You know, and realizing that God loves me, even though I have like 10 loads of laundry that I need to do. (laughs) God loves me completely right now if Mm -hmm. all my laundry is caught up. Yeah. So, you know, there, I think sometimes we want to separate the spiritual from the natural, you know, and from the physical, but it really does go hand in hand. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes I found that, that if I'm not taking care of myself, then, then I'm really, I'm just running. It's like, I'm constantly running to catch up. Yes. I don't feel like I'm there and present. It's just always chasing that elusive. I don't know what, but I yeah. love these. These are so powerful. It's just, you know. I keep thinking, I know for me, I kept, I had this ideal life out mm-hmm. there that if I could just get to that point, then everything would be great. And so I would beat myself up because I wasn't this and I wasn't that and I wasn't this, but I'm learning it's really baby steps. Yeah. It's, it's really intentionally, um, shaping my life, uh, not perfect, but but rather than just feeling victimized by mm-hmm. it, taking some steps. And I love this. And we've got, number one, make room for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Number one, I mean, really, honestly, I'm learning apart from him, I can do nothing. And I know that's, yes. that's you yes. too, Miss three books a year and has a book due in September and it's August 31st today. I'm not going to even bring it up, (laughs) but make room for Jesus and lean on him. And and then number two, just be willing to do a mind and heart check, you know, rather than just giving into the frustration or the anger, pulling it back and going, wait a minute, I don't want to go there. I don't Mm want to be that. And then number three, fasting on our faith. Yeah. Yeah. It's so important. If we, I mean, yeah, we need to pass this on to our kids because They're going to be here after we're gone. You know, they are what we're, they're the legacy that we're leaving behind. Just celebrated my parents' 80th birthday. Oh, wow. And they've done such a great job of passing on their faith. You know, it wasn't head knowledge. Mm -hmm. We saw it lived Mm -hmm. out. It was powerful. And then number four, looking at your husband as a teammate, not, not as another. And you know what? I just want to say, girls, we need to stop seeing that our husband is one of our children. Right. You know, if you treat him like that, I'm not sure it's his fault. I just right. have to say or another obligation. Right. Yeah. Right. Really. And investing in that. And then finally self-care and, 
you know, that's been my story this summer of just, I'm like, God, I have got to find a still point. Mm -hmm. It's like I've lived on adrenaline and necessarily for the season I was in. But um, then when there was that season with not so many obligations, I couldn't figure out how to slow down. Right. And it really did take some intentionality Mm -hmm. of stepping back and letting my soul still. So. Well, I, I just love this time together. Would you would you just maybe just say a short prayer for that that mom out there that's just feeling yes. so overwhelmed? That woman who's maybe a career woman. She might be single, but life is just insane mm-hmm. and she she wants all of these things. Mm-hmm. She wants that quiet heart, that merry heart. Would you just say Absolutely. a prayer? Yeah. Dear God, I just thank you so much for all our friends that are just listening to this wherever they are, dear Lord. And I just thank you that you are with them. You know them. You know what's on their mind. You know what's on their heart. And first of all, Lord, I just thank you for all that you've already done for us. And I just pray that um, for each woman out there that she will just understand your grace in an amazing way, Lord. And that it's okay if the laundry's not done. It's okay if she didn't make that Mm -hmm. deadline that she had. And it's okay if she hasn't read through the Bible this year or whatever is a burden to her. I pray that she'll just understand your grace Mm -hmm. and your peace. Um, and just know that, um, that she is perfect in your sight, right where she is. And I just pray Lord that whatever one of these steps, um, just spoke to her most today that you will just encourage her. Um, there's no accident that she's listening to this right now, Lord. And I pray that you'll just encourage her to take that step, whatever one it is, Lord. And I thank you that you are there with us. I pray that you will settle all of our minds and all of our hearts as we turn to you. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. I love you, friend. I love you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thanks for being with us. To learn more about Trisha and her wonderful books, go to trishagoyer.com and check out her Facebook page. I'd love to have you swing by my blog and pick up the free printable of the five tips that Trisha shared today. And I hope you'll join us next time on the next episode of Having a Merry Heart, the podcast.